Dear friends, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our merciful, generous Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. They all got the same. Did you catch that? Those who came early, those who came later in the morning, the ones who came in the early afternoon, and those who came at the end of the day, they all received the same thing. It didn't matter how long they worked, and there was no provision made for how hard they worked. The strong didn't get any more than the weak. The smart didn't get paid any more than the stupid. There seems to be no advantage at all for being tall or nice, Norwegian or having no body odor and flossing your teeth every day. None of that mattered one bit. In the kingdom of heaven, none of that matters, it seems. In fact, nothing matters, according to this parable, except for the vineyard owner. This vineyard owner who went out and found workers and chose them to come and work in his vineyard and then paid them all the same at the end of the day. Jesus, you can't be serious about this, right? It's terribly unfair. It's actually so terribly unfair that everyone who hears it feels just a little uncomfortable and uneasy about the whole concept. Because fairness is right there at the bedrock of our society. In fact, our entire justice system works day in and day out every day of the year trying to find out how to make things fair between people. And nearly every argument between individuals or groups comes down to this one phrase. Is it fair? Is it right? And how do we make it fair and right? It starts early. How come she got more ice cream than me? Can you put a little bit more in my bowl to equal things out? What is your bedtime? And why isn't it mine? Your teacher lets you talk in class. Mine doesn't. That's against the rules. And it's not fair. But of course, it's not just whiny kids in the backseat of the car starting fights with one another either. It's also the envious, snot-nosed, self-serving adults that just cannot help themselves. As just one current example, we all know that Friday night, long-time serving Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died after uh, a long time on the court. And after what can be described as a generous 10-minute mourning period, every news outlet, pundit, politician, and most of the people I know jumped right in and began championing the cause of what, is th what they thought would be fair versus what others would think was unfair in regard to replacing her on the nation's highest court. Now, we'll have to wait and see what comes of all that, but just as sure as night follows day, I will guarantee you this. Just watch. Whoever doesn't get their way, what will they say? That wasn't fair. 
They'll be screaming it, shouting it even louder than they are now. And you know what? They won't be wrong. Because that's what happens with fairness. No matter how much precedent you can cite and how closely you follow procedure, how much propriety you can claim, it just is unfair if it feels unfair, right? And you can feel the unfairness deep down in your gut. It sits there bothering you, annoying you. You can't take it. The laborers in the vineyard in this parable all got the same. And they said, it's not fair because you know what? It wasn't. And the worst part of the whole thing is that this landowner intentionally made that the point. Those who came last were paid first, on down the line, while those who came first had to watch all the people that worked less than them receive their pay. Like a dog, waiting patiently beside the dinner table, eyes looking expectantly, mouths salivating, waiting to see how good it will be. And when their turn came, they received what was promised. And they cried out, grumbling, that's not fair! How can you make them equal to us, who have worked in the scorching heat all day, labored for you longer and harder? And they're not wrong, are they? It's unfair, and we know it. So this, this parable brings to us an uncomfortable word. And that is what Jesus means to do by speaking of the kingdom of heaven coming upon the earth. Of course, the kingdom of heaven was never really welcomed here. It never had a place. It was never wanted. And so it's an unwelcome invader from another world that's come upon us. It's a word of unfairness that comes into a world where fairness matters. It's an irritating word, like sand in your shoes after you've been to the beach. Every time you put your shoes on, the little granules grate on your feet, and you remember it, and you can't forget it, and it bothers you, and you can't ever quite get it all out. Because once it's there, just like God's promise of the kingdom, it never goes away. And that's actually the point of Jesus' promise, that once you receive the kingdom, it's got a hold of you, and it can't go away. Of course, you may wander out looking for new pastures. You may even want to get far away and forget that God made a claim on you. You may even get irritated to the point of hating the unfairness of, the, of it all and screaming and crying out to God, how dare you do this to us? But God is still God and is always true to his promise. Each month, Marnie and I teach a baptism class for families preparing for baptism. It's almost always a pretty fun class, but I do warn families regularly about what they're getting into. 
Because baptism is a promise from God, and when God makes a promise, he keeps it. That's actually what we say is the, one of the best definitions of who God is, what God is. And that means, I warn them, that God's kingdom will keep coming after them whether they like it or not. So be careful, because when God chooses, he chooses for life, for your entire life, this life and the next. Which means, I warn them now, that these families are giving the church permission. That's me and Marnie and all of us, the whole church, permission to bother and irritate them for the rest of their life until their child knows of God's unmerited, unfair gift in Jesus Christ. Now, this is usually where there's a bit of nervous laughter because they think I'm joking, and I have to remind them just like in this parable, what we're getting into is uncomfortable territory. It's the same reason this parable is uncomfortable, because Jesus is very serious about bringing us into the kingdom of heaven. Because it is in this kingdom where there is freedom from all that binds us, including our bondage to fairness and the envy and strife and troubles that come with it. They all got the same, right? It's absurd. It's bothersome. It's disconcerting. It irritates and bothers for sure. Yet what if that is really our only hope? I mean, what would happen if instead of God making a promise and keeping it despite all the things that would come, that God actually gave to us according to what we deserved. Well, then God would be almost exactly what all of us think God is in the back of our minds, what we actually might hope God would be. God would be the fairest of the fair, insisting on fairness everywhere. God would be the judgiest judge of all judges, weighing every thought and action constantly, judging your every move. You know, you really should have been to work a little earlier today. That's usually what we tell ourselves. That's the voice of our conscience in the back of our head telling us, you can do a little bit better. Do we want that to be God's word to us constantly? That's the word of the world. Do a little better. Do a little more. And that would be just the start. Because there would be no end to the flow of woulda, shoulda, and coulda, the holy trinity of regret that plays over and over in our minds every day. There would be no hiding from God's all-seeing eye and his withering word of judgment upon us constantly. I'm not just talking about sin here either, where we would be told that you are bad or good. Even our good would be judged constantly for how it could be better. Because there's always more to do, always better to do. We judge ourselves harshly, and the world pushes this judgment upon us. But God gives 
everyone the same. They all received the same thing. This is the word that comes to us in Jesus Christ. At great risk, Jesus comes and speaks the word of God's kingdom into the world. The word that levels all the unfairness that we cling to so dearly, that we feel so deeply. It's the word of God in which God chooses you without regard or care for how good or how hardworking, or how sincere you were in your apologies. In fact, just as in this parable, you all get the same. Can you hear this word of grace and mercy? This merciful word being given from Jesus Christ that cuts across all of our arguments, dispels all of our bitterness, and puts to shame all of our envy of one another. For in it, in this word, God will not let our jealousy at our brothers and sisters stand in his way of being our God. For it is God's great pleasure to give you what you do not deserve. For you are God's own. He has claimed you. You belong to him, and he will be generous to you. That is the promise. And after all, can't God do whatever he wants with what is his own? Amen.